faith is believing it is so, even when it's not so, until it becomes so, because he said so. That's it. And so what are you doing? You're launching out by faith. You're believing God by faith. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we're continuing a message from Luke 5, launching out into the deep. And Pastor, last time we began to take a look at that definition of faith that you just gave us, really believing God's Word. And, And a couple things come to mind for me then. Number one, means we need to know what God's Word says. If we're going to cling to His promises, we actually have to know what we find in there. But even for the person who does, just the hardness of life, we go through seasons, I think, where faith is easy and where our faith is really, we struggle to hold on to that faith. Certainly, we have some listening today who say, Pastor, I want to believe. I want my faith to be stronger. Uh, But right now, I'm just not feeling it, man. Yeah. Wow. And I like the way you put that, Steve. I want to believe, but I'm just not feeling it. That is a very profound statement. And you don't know how profound it was. Because faith and flesh are in juxtaposition to each other. Yeah. And so I don't feel faith. Uh, It's by volition based on the word of God. So then I get a word from God. And that's why I say, when someone says, thus saith the Lord, you make sure the Lord said thus. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and the venerable scholar Warren Wiersbe, I quote him all the time. He's he's one of my favorite commentators. He said, when I open the Bible, God opens his mouth. When I close the Bible, God closes his mouth. And so that's so profound. Why? Because when God opens his mouth, I'm going to stand on it. Why? Isaiah 55, 11. So shall it be the word that goeth forth from my mouth. It will never return unto me void. It will always accomplish that which I set for it to do. The word set in the Hebrew literally speaks of a decree. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, God has spoken it. You know, we used to say it this way. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Well, now everybody's a little smarter now biblically because now we say God said it. That settles it. Who cares whether you believe it or not? So why do we stand on his word? Because here's what happens. God's word, faith, does what for us? It gives us insight into foresight like it's hindsight. In other words, I'm in a present situation, but I'm living my future Hmm. in my present. Why? Because I'm living by my revelation and not by my situation. So that if I continue to live by my revelation, my revelation is going to cancel out my situation. All I have to do is trust God and believe that God is in this and he's going to work everything for our good. Yeah. And for the person who says, okay, pastor, I hear you. I got it. Um, It sounds like you're saying they just need to really spend some time in God's Word, claiming those promises, reading those, being reminded, if you will, volitionally of what that truth is. That's right. That's exactly what they got to do. All right. Well, let's get into God's Word right now in Luke chapter 5 as we continue a message called Launching Out into the Deep. Here's Pastor Ford. We know where the fish are. There are no fish there. Why? Because procedure. There's three ways to fish on the Sea of Galilee. Net fishing from the shore, hook fishing, and dragnet fishing from a boat. 
net fishing is never done in deep water. And so now Jesus is saying, go fish with your net in deep water. That's against everything Peter has ever learned about fishing. Everything. Then the period of day. The time of day is about 10 or 11. Guess what? Fish feed at night. That's why they do the night fishing. Fish feed at night. And so they come up and they feed on the surface. And uh, then at the day, they go back to the bottom to sleep. They're at the bottom. Peter knew that. The pattern of the fish. And then notice the pragmatics in the text. It's pragmatic. We fished all night and we haven't caught anything. Wow. (laughs) Our nets are empty. You know, the church's nets are empty because we refuse to launch out in the deep. We don't want to change to come out of our comfort zones. That's why you don't come to prayer meeting on Wednesday, Bible study. It's more comfortable to stay at home and watch whatever's popular now. It's more comfortable to say the kids have school the next day. Uh, Maybe that's why they're not getting better. I used to say it this way. We have an eight-track mentality in the CD world now. Uh, No, no, no. We reject new ideas. We refuse to break tradition. We're resistant to change. We're repulsed by the unfamiliar. Man, we've got to launch out in the deep, folk. We've got to begin to trust the Lord to do some things. We need Christians who are willing to sail some uncharted waters, to do some things that nobody has ever thought. You, you know what? You know what? It's one thing when we have an example to follow. But you ever think about the pioneers of faith? Like, like Abraham? Nobody had ever done that before. Like, like Moses? Nobody had ever done that before. It's one thing uh, when, when you, you can look at an example and say, yeah, somebody did that and we could follow that example. But what if nobody's ever done it before? He says, look, I want you to launch out in the deep that you can catch a drought of fish. People of vision is who we need, who will go the Star Trek thing, go where no man has ever gone before. Can I tell you something? Say, tell us. You need to refuse to let people turn your dreams into nightmares. No, keep going. But remember this, a vision without a plan is just a dream. You know, I'll never forget it. It's been now, now about 25 years ago. But they said to me, they said, uh, uh, Pastor Ford, we want you to come down and uh, we want you to minister to uh, this youth group. And uh, they had something like uh, six, 700 youth. And uh, I made my reservation. Y'all heard about that when they, when they tried to tell me they didn't have my reservation. And uh, I told them, I have a number. So you have to give me a room. And I stayed in a $1,700 a night suite, presidential suite, baby grand piano in the living room, all that, because I had a reservation. That's another message. But uh, so, so I go down and, uh, I, you know, it was like, I'm an old head. I'm a dinosaur. I got all these young people. And I had been praying the whole time. What should I do? So I did my little rap, right? You know, I had never done it before because I don't like rap. And so, you know, I said, okay, I got to do something to get them on my side because they was looking like, say something to us, you know, kind of like you're doing right now. Say something to us that's going to move, move us, you know. Get Pastor Hickman back up there. <laughs> and so I went, you know, and I said, okay, okay, I got to try, try to do something. And so I got up, I, you know, and, and so the, I said, anybody know how to beatbox? 
And uh, so, you know, the, the, the people who invited me were looking at me like, what are you doing? We didn't call, we called you here to preach. So anyway, there was a couple guys in the back. They was just like standing, laying in the cut. They was looking, they were staring me down. And I'm from the street, so I just stared them down too. But I, I didn't stare them down like they were staring me, they were staring me down. I stared them down Christian style. And just stared at them. And then I said, who could beatbox? I got about four or five beatboxes up there. They started beatboxing, blah, 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 blah. And then I, then, I, then I hit it. I said, my name is Pastor Ford. I'm a servant of the Lord. Now listen to what I say, because Jesus is the way. Now I'm not the beastie boy in the run DMC, but my rap is important. So listen to me. Uh, Jesus died upon the cross uh, so that you would not be lost. So get your Bible and follow along as I tell you salvation song. And then, then <laughs> the gospel story I must tell so that you won't go to hell. Say, ho, oh. say, Jesus. Jesus, say, hallelujah. Well, it was with me, it was dated, it was old, it was tired, <laughs> but they came with me. Now, check this out. So, so, so I preached the message, uh, don't forget God, from uh, uh, Ecclesiastes 12, five reasons why you need to serve God while you're young. And uh, after I got done, I came down the aisle. I started walking down the aisle, and I said, who'll come to the altar with me? Who'll come to and I, and the And the boys that had been laying in the cut, they was with me all the way. And I walked up, and the guy that was giving me the mean mug the most grabbed my hand and walked back up with me. I didn't know who had my hand, but I saw all these young people coming up to the altar after him. I found out afterward he was the leader of the gang. He had come to Christ, and almost his whole gang came to receive Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior. I mean, I said, I I need to change. I need to go ahead and and get up here and talk about, you know, some, some, some rap. But what I'm trying to tell you is this, I broke out my box and God honored it. He honored it by saving souls. Man, notice the response. Notice the response. Pragmatic. We didn't catch anything. We fished all night. Here's what he's saying. Your request doesn't make sense. It's not practical. Well, any dummy can see that. It's amazing how we seek to inform the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. Especially in our prayers, we do that, don't we? All right. Probably not the only one who's feeling maybe slightly convicted by that. (laughs) I think uh, many of us probably uh, have fallen into that at some point or another. But we're going to get back to this teaching from Luke 5 in just a moment. Hope you'll stay with us. I want to let you know that we would love to connect with you. And we're trying to make that as easy as possible. So if you come to our website you'll see the Stay Connected bar right there on the homepage. There you're going to find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, a link that will allow you to download the Moody Radio app, um, and a lot more. So come to the website, treasuredtruthradio.org, and look for that Stay Connected bar. All right, back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. What makes sense in the Bible? Somebody slap you on one cheek, turn the other. You know what we want to say? I'm going to turn the other. There's... That doesn't make sense. 
I learned how to win an argument with my wife. You'll never believe it. Proverbs 15:1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. That was my verse that transformed my communication with my wife. And for a while, I didn't think scripture worked. Yeah. Yeah, if somebody compels you to go one mile, go two. What makes sense about putting a choir in front when you have three armies that, that are against you? What, what, what sense does that make? What sense does it make to have 300 men fight 135,000 Midianites? What sense does that make? All they had was trumpets and lanterns. What's missing? They had no swords. What makes sense about that? A little oil and a little meal and make me a little cake first. It had been us, we, we said, we, we need a hearing aid. It had been a black woman, she'd have said, you think I'm going to take my baby's food and give it to you? You got to be out of your profit picking mine. No, she made him a little cake first and the barrel never run out and the oil never run out until it rained three years later. Go ahead, look at your neighbor, help me preach this, say, you can't outgive God. Now look at Peter's response. Master. Now Luke is the only one that uses this word master, and he uses it seven times. There's a variety of meaning. All the references are to authority. It literally means a chief commander, a magistrate, a governor of a city, a president of a college, uh, or institute of higher learning. Here's the point. He was willing to submit even though he didn't understand Though it went against everything he knew. I hope somebody's getting this. I hope somebody's getting You're asking me to fish at the wrong time, broad, open daylight. Wait a minute. Remember, there's a big crowd. Everybody's looking at him do this stupid stuff. What's he doing? He just washed his nets. Why is he going out there? Look at him. He's throwing his nets out. What is wrong with that fool? What he been smoking? That's the same thing. Many people said when we said we're going to build a new sanctuary. You remember that? You remember that? Yeah. Look at it now. Got to be paid for, but. <laughs> Amen. In other words, he said, Master, I submit to you. You're asking me to fish at the wrong time. What will my friends say? I look foolish. There's a great crowd watching. You know, you, you heard of uh, uh, the steamboat. They call it Fulton's Folly. And they were waiting for the initial launch. And there were thousands of people uh, on Mississippi River waiting for this uh, quote-unquote steamboat to start. And so they start saying, it ain't going to start. It won't start. It won't start. Then when it started, he's going down the river. They said, it ain't going to stop. It ain't going to stop. It ain't going to stop. That's the way people are. Peter could have said, I tried it and it didn't work. He could have been reluctant, but he had resolve. Notice, he says, nevertheless... I don't care about the circumstances. You told me to launch out in the deep and catch some fish. And so therefore, I have another the less. I haven't met with any results, but nevertheless. Do you have a nevertheless in your faith clause based on what God is telling you? See, Jesus knows where the stuff is. Jesus knows how to get it. He says, I want you to go. And I want you to cast your nets over on the other side. 
Now, that's why I like King James, because my Bible says this. Let me just read it. Let down your nets for a drought. Here's what it says. And Simon, verse 5, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the nets. Jesus said, put them all out. He said, your master, I'm reluctant, but I'm not going to launch out like you asked me to launch out with all of my nets. I ain't putting all my nets. You know how long it took me to clean these nets? I'm not doing that. And listen, listen, folk, listen. I'm telling you, what is it that pleases God? Faith. Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And so what do we need? Here it is. Everybody say it with me. What is faith? Give me my number one definition. Somebody always talking about, you say that a lot. Why come you can't say it behind me if I say it a lot? Because I guess it ain't as important to you as it is to me. Faith is believing it is so, even when it's not so, until it becomes so, because he said so. That's it. And so what are you doing? You're launching out by faith. You're believing God by faith. And here it is. Peter hedges his bet, and what happens? The net broke. The net broke. Oh, you don't realize it. The net broke. What that means is this. Peter, unlike us, did not understand the capacity of the blessings that Jesus wanted to bestow upon him. He was too small in his thinking, a net. And so since he only put out a net, some of the blessing was lost because the net broke. How much blessing are we losing because we don't trust God enough? See, see, many of us, we put out our net. Now he's saying, what about the rest of them? What about pulling out the stops? Not just in ministry. You said you want to get your education. You ought to have a vision for a PhD and you don't even have your GED. What about you who said, I want to own my own home and you still living in an apartment? Can you believe God for that? You got to have a vision and you got to walk in the direction of the vision. <laughs> Say, what is vision, Pastor Ford? Well, Duke Ellington said, vision is like rhythm. If you got it, you don't need a definition. And if you don't got it, ain't no definition going to help you. Yeah, a vision for what God wants to do. See, I don't know about you, but here's what it looks like. Peter is obeying just to be able to tell the Lord, I told you so. I told you so. Didn't I tell you this is not where you catch fish? Now look at the reward, verse 6. To be obedient is hard, but it's worth it. Notice we limit God by our failure, our short-sightedness to render full obedience. No, actually we limit ourselves and hinder ourselves from receiving all the blessing God has for us. Now, 
Here's a question. It's just a question. Could it be that the fish was a reward for allowing Jesus to use his boat? Could it be? Hmm. And so what happens? He has a harvest. In other words, what you plant comes up in the harvest. In verse 7, here's what he does. He shares the blessing. Why? Because we are called to be channels of blessing, not reservoirs. When we rehabbed our old sanctuary, we had pews. We had a committee. We said, what are we going to do with the old pews? Well, let's find a church and sell them to them. Oh, really? Sell it to them. Check this out. We needed a Hammond B3 organ. We tried to buy one. We couldn't find one. As a matter of fact, your daddy was looking for one for us. Pastor Betts. I said to them, I said, if a church needs the pews, it means they're just starting. Why would we charge a church that's just starting? Why don't we just believe God and give it? So we gave it to a new church plant. Gave it to them. I get a call from that church a week later. Pastor, thank you for the pews. Thank your congregation for us. I will. You know, uh, we use a, what you call it? What's called the thing you play? What's that? What's it? Synthesizer. And we have this old, I think it's a Hammond B3. Could you use it? blesses us so we can bless others. Such an important truth for us to keep in mind, isn't it? God blesses us so we can bless others. We're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, our message from Luke 5 called Launching Out into the Deep. We'll continue that next time. If you want to make sure you don't miss it, come to the website and sign up to podcast the program. Our website address is treasuretruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, one of the uh, things that's so encouraging about being involved in a ministry like this is regular feedback from listeners talking about how God is using this program in their lives. Yes, they're growing in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Uh, some of them don't have the opportunity at times to get to Bible study. Uh, sometimes uh, they don't get the chance to study on their own at home. Yeah. Uh, but they turn on their radio and uh, Moody Radio is there. Uh, the plethora of teachers and uh, good, sound teaching, and they're able to be edified and built up. And so I know that our listeners want to support us with one-time gifts and monthly gifts. And remember, no gift is too small because it's not what I do with a million if a million would be my lot. But it's what I'm going to do right now with a dollar and quarter I got. (laughs) Well, if you would like to uh, give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift, you can do that easily by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org. Look for that link that says Make a Donation, and you can give your gift safely and securely online, both the ongoing monthly gift and the one-time gift. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org. Thanks for giving. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll join us next time here on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.